Hello, welcome to How to Stay Married So Far, whether you are listening to us as a podcast or watching us on YouTube. If this is your very first visit to Just us. pitter-patter are the sounds of our dog <laughs> sniffing around for crumbs. As soon as we say podcast, they are activated. It's incredible. So weird. They're the most codependent animals I know. They yeah. are, they, if, if dogs could have a mental health issue... They have our it. dogs have it. Certainly Toffee does. Lovely segue into World Mental Health Day. <sighs> there you go. You're I just smooth. thought I'd gift you that one. You're smooth. I've given you the segue. Take advantage of it. Um, yeah, it felt really important that we somehow work, sort of mark World Mental Health Day today as a couple mm. because, um, and, and some of what we say today you may have heard us talk about in other podcasts or even on any of our lives. Um, I just think, it, it's invaluable when there is a when there's a couple that's willing to talk both talk honestly about what actually mm. living with as is as is you do with a mental illness and living with somebody with a mental illness because I think in very different ways there are challenges to both aren't they in, in, for for each of us in a, mm. in a different way and I think often partners are forgotten in it. Mm. And it's it's interesting, actually. I was thinking about this the I'm other listening. day. Excuse me. Um, a number of times over the last um, few weeks, when we do, because every morning we do something called Coffee Moaning on our YouTube channel, where we do a news digest, don't we? Yeah. But we also sort of catch up with our followers and ourselves. Yeah, and you, you tend to sing a lot. Yeah, I sometimes sing. And um, over the last few weeks, a number of people actually have said things like, "Oh, I'm really pleased." My partner has just got through past the waiting list and they're being seen. Another lady, oh, I'm so relieved. My partner has just been diagnosed with schizophrenia. I know now what the problem is. And it it strikes me every time that I see something like that. I am really, like, mm. thrilled because it's so scary before you have a diagnosis of something. It's almost a relief. Even if a diagnosis is something awful, it's, there's mm. a relief. But it just has struck me each time how those people never say, they're just joyful for the person, but it's like, well, what does that mean to you? You're now mm. married with somebody that's been diagnosed with schizophrenia mm. or married to somebody that has depression or anxiety or whatever. So I thought today we could just talk about both sides of it. Mm. So first of all, you. Just explain what it's like to be you, living mm. with depression. <laughs> and so for... For me to hear it again as your wife, but for also for people that might be tuning into this today and thinking, what is the matter with my partner or my mother or my son or my, you know, their loved one? What's going on? Because something you say might just be the right thing for somebody else to hear that might be struggling themselves or in fact living with somebody yeah. that's struggling. Yeah, huge pressure there. <laughs> so I immediately no, feel but- anxious. Because <laughs> you've kind of like teed it up, and now I've got to oh, deliver. No, oh, obviously only in very simple no, terms. No, I mean the first thing that I was thinking as you, living as living you were talking then, as you were talking then, the first thing that was kicking through my mind before anything else was the word diagnosis. I think mm. it's. I think the word diagnosis is a um, really dangerous word. I think it's a really tricky word. I think it's a word that we lean on, we depend on. We mm. cling to like a life raft in a mm. sea of kind of mental sort of instability. I think for partners, it delivers some kind of concrete idea that mm. they can 
define and understand what they're all going through, not just the partner in terms of it, but what they're going through as a family, what the explanation is to the children, not that you're necessarily going to explain it to the children. It gives you an explanation. It gives mm. you something tangible. Yeah. It gives you something. Now, the problem I have with it, that's, that's the good side of it. The good side of it is it gives you a hook. It gives you a category. It gives you a potential area of expertise that you need to turn to. It throws up the potential for certain solutions and certain behavior, you know, um, changes to behavior that might help you, you know, resolve the problem or the, or the diagnosis. The problem I have with the word diagnosis of any form is it presupposes it's a fixed state so one of the things that most people who get any kind of diagnosis around mental health, I think, Phil, which is, yeah, you talk about the elation. I think there is perhaps elation in there. But there's relief. also a... F well, relief. Yeah, if you've been feeling overwhelmed and confused as to what's actually going on, I think that's why, I like, like you're saying, I think you're right. You know, a diagnosis can have way, give out way more hope than it should do, actually. Well, it can it give you relief, but up. the thing it also yeah. gives you, which it gave me, was a sense of entrapment. Yeah. Because this is now this what is I it. am. This is, this is what I am. Yeah. And, is, and, and I do think we live in a society where we label things, we categorise mm. things, we, we, have, that box, we yeah. like to put people in bo boxes. We don't like, interestingly, to take people out of boxes once they're in boxes. Or it's very hard to take people out of boxes when they're in boxes. So for me, it's a double-edged sword because we've talked many times on our channel and in various chats about the fact that everyone has mental health, mm. not everyone has a mental illness or mental health, mental health issues. We all have mental health issues throughout our life, just like we all have physical ailments throughout our life. But I think, you know, we're talking about chronic problems, we're talking about profound problems, we're talking about repetitive, fundamental, structural, perhaps genetic, whatever problems that, that mean that, you know, your behavior of the person who's diagnosed, uh, you know, can't change or needs to change because it's ultimately, you know, it's gonna ruin their life or the lives of those that they love. But I do find it a double-edged sword. I find it both, potentially um, liberating in one sense, because it gives an explanation, but really reductive in so many other areas. And, you know, we talked earlier about Matt Haig saying it's, you know, it's boring to keep talking about it and, and sort of, you know, what you, he tweeted something earlier today or Instagram something earlier today about how we need to get to the fundamentals. We need to get the, to the root of mental health issues, not just keep talking about how we can acknowledge it all the time. And I understood what you were saying earlier. Not, yeah, not all the time, but, not I, all think, the time. I, but think, I think it's really important that people yeah. do because a lot of people haven't yet been able to acknowledge it. No, 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 absolutely. But I do also think we live in an age where, and I think a lot of, not critics, you can't be a critic of mental health issues, but I think that, well, I mean, think of Piers Morgan, for example. There are a lot of people who think it's become a very cheap, and commodified term. Uh, you know, lots of people uh, trot out mental health conditions or mental health issues um, who haven't necessarily experienced them or fully know what they are. Or, you know, you know. so th I think there's at times a little bit of the emperor's new clothes going on sometimes out there. And I think that it's becoming sometimes, you know, the language is so universal and so ubiquitous and so sort of everywhere that it's easy for us all to think that we've all got a, you know, a mental health condition. Well, that's why it's very important that we keep saying mental health, mm. my mental health that I'm trying to look after in the same way I'm looking after my physical health is completely different mm. from having a crisis of a mental illness. Mm. You know, now, when, I was, yeah. like when we run and we eat well to keep yeah. our physical health yeah. good, I meditate, I try and talk about my feelings, I you know, take long walks. These are things I do to look after my mental health. Mm. And sometimes I struggle with my mental health because I haven't 
done a meditation, taken a walk, chatted to a friend, but I never had a mental illness. Mm. I've never had depression. Sometimes I feel as sad as sad can be, mm. and yet it's not depression. Mm. And I think where the weariness is coming in for some people, and that's why I really do believe things like World Mental Health Day are very good, because we can reiterate these things. Where the weariness is coming is that some people... Some people are confused with the language, so they might use the wrong language. Other people use the wrong language on purpose mm. because they think it will get them somewhere or mm. get them someplace or get them publicity or get them something. Mm. And that infuriates me beyond anything else because there's a lot of good people doing a lot of good work. Yeah. You, one of them. You, one of them. You know, I, we have, we don't just talk on World Mental Health Day about mental health. We, we talk about it in some way. No. At least three times a week on our social media channels mm. in some way, and I think that that's, I think that's to be applauded really because because it is an ongoing conversation with mm. hopefully where it grows and expands mm. and doesn't just become the same trite sort of bumper sticker sort of slogans. I think. And uh, but what's interesting is you haven't answered my question, which was just tell me what anxiety feels like because I think a lot of us can say oh I feel really anxious but we don't have a real real understanding of what it's like to live with anxiety well you're defining me just day. by anxiety no no I'm not you're all the other things but just tell me about what anxiety is like for you I'm not well, defining I, you by no 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 See, but I can't interesting I'm not defining because you by I can't talk about anxiety without talking about everything else well, that's okay. No, so. no, no, but that's what I mean. I mean, I suppose it's, I always find it odd because you do, you do generally. I mean, I do think anxiety in all its forms and social anxiety, which is something that I felt as a child, it's seen as almost like if you had the DNA of depression, anxiety is something like fifty to sixty percent of it. Yeah, so, exactly. Well, not a lot of people understand. No, 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 that no, no, no absolutely. Time, yeah. But I think there are many times where I don't feel at all literally anxious. I'm not feeling anxiety, mm. but depression is just a blanket, just flatness. Anxiety I find debilitating because it's something that leaves you on edge most of the mm. time. A fear, a fearful sense that something terrible is going to come in from the left or the right, as a you know, you know, and again that sort of some degree of tra trauma or whatever that you used to feel as a child because you didn't know what was going to happen and everything was so changeable. Um, so there's a sense of unknowing as to what's going to happen, but then. The depression side of it, which I have to confess, if I'm really honest, I've been feeling far more in recent weeks than the anxiety, mm. is what seems to the outside world a choice to be in a place that's very flat, very devoid of hope, very devoid of lightness, um, kindness, uh, an ability to see the positive in things or the or the or the or just the good in things, just an ability to not even see anything in things almost. Mm. So it is like a sort of matte, black, dark, like feeling. I mean, when I scarfed myself up, I put a blindfold around myself last night. I mean, it's like that. I mean, it's just, and so there's no choice involved, but because it's manifesting itself in a human body that's interacting with you as my wife, my children, my family, my limited number of friends, it's easy for whatever you do to be interpreted as social decision-making, mm. i.e., why are you in a mood? Why, you, why do you seem like this? Or why do you say, I'm not saying that's why, but, you know, I can see why those around me are struggling to make sense of it because 
No choice is involved in this. It's not. It's not a strop. It's not a mood. It's not a. It's not a kind of. Um, and that side of it is really perturbing me at the moment. And I, and, I, and I imagine that so much of that is being aggravated by the fact that we're all in that situation. We're all in mm. that situation of I not feel, seeing the light. I mean, and... even me, who, who doesn't suffer from depression, I, um, a lot of the time at the moment, and, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of people that identify with this, that what you just described there is what I'm feeling. Mm. And I'm going through the motions of life. Mm. Like, oh, I'm sitting with these friends and I'm having a lunch and this is good. But I tell myself it's good. Mm. I don't necessarily feel it's good. You know, mm. I laugh at something I'm watching and it feels like a hollow laugh. It doesn't, I don't feel like I'm feeling things in the way that I used to feel things. And, and I do, if I'm honest, I have pretty much, a lot of the time I have a feeling of dread. But I, but I think the world is feeling that now. Mm. We're all getting a taste of having, from it tipping away from struggling a bit with our mental health to, to um, you know, to, to, to maybe being something a bit more. Who knows? I mean, I was yesterday. I was talking to some friends of mine, and we were saying, "Oh God, you just have this need to just, just." Somebody was saying they want to wild swim. Like mm. they've never wanted to wild swim their whole life before. Mm. They said, I feel like unclean inside. Mm. I feel like I want to swim. And I said, I feel like I just want to be just like in a green, just I want to be living in a green forest without anything. And actually, what we're all talking about is we're wanting to run away from the feelings that we have inside ourselves. We want mm. to cleanse it because it feels so dark. Yeah, it feels yeah, yeah. Un unimaginable. Yeah. And, but still, that is not me having depression, but it's a taste of it. And it's horrible. Mm. And it, 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 you know, and I... And I think it's very, very difficult for me, for, as a part of somebody that lives with depression, to, to understand when it's all right to say, are you depressed? Or are you moody? Or mm. are you pissed off? Because it's the same with alcoholism, really, as well, isn't it? It's like once you've stated that you're an alcoholic or an addict or whatever mm. you've said you are... It's a very difficult road then for the person that said it because they don't want to feel like everybody's always saying it's something to do with their alcoholism or their depression or their anxiety. But at the same time, it's very, very difficult to work out what is what. I get really you know, tired so of definitions. I, it, I get it's really like, tired so, of it. so it's really hard for me. Yeah, it is hard for when me. You're, when you're... I, I don't know. I don't know where you begin and where you end and where your illness begins and where it ends. Hmm. And then sometimes, and I don't know if, if any of you feel this as well, if you leave a comment below, I, I, I don't know where I begin and end in it. Mm. You know, and I feel sometimes, I suppose a, a lot of what you must feel, like lost in that illness when it's at its peak, and obviously there are peaks and troughs to it. I don't know anymore what is the illness and what isn't. From my perspective, when I'm in it, I mm. don't know. I don't. I don't know what is normal. What is normal? And like sometimes, when you know, if the girls are very down as well, and you're very down, and then I don't know whether I was down too, or whether it was, or whether we're all infecting ourselves sure. with it. And what's depression and what isn't? And when have you just had a bad day? And mm. when is it your depression? Because everybody has a bad day. But I think that the infuriating part of having you probably don't even no know no that. no no exactly I don't know I don't know that and I and the thing that the thing that makes me sort of understand why 
we as humans turn to things like drink and drugs and food and so many things to kind of manage all of this is because it's so bloody hard to distinguish between mm. the two. You don't, you know, am I just having a bad day? Am I, and why, you know, it's, it's like, it's a little bit like when we talked about homeschooling and how we sort of said things like, you know, try and unthink the idea that you can only learn between nine and four. Mm. Okay, well, okay, whether you can or can't, whether you agree or disagree with homeschooling, that's not, that's by the by. But I think we can all pretty much accept the logic or the sense of saying you don't just learn between the prescribed hours of nine and four. I have the same problem with, with, with diagnostics. I have the same problem with who I am and when I am. Because you might be having a bad day. You might be having a bad month. Actually, is it about time? You're just feeling something. And it's not about a period of time. It's just, it's a part of you. You know, I'm quite a melancholic person. I've always been quite a melancholic mm. person. I've always been someone who's been, you know... <laughs> not wishing to sound Star Warsy, but not just drawn to the dark side, but my inclination is towards the bittersweet and the sad and the darkly romantic and the and the sense of loss in things and the sense of you know how much of that was just who I am? How much mm. of that was decided before I even experienced anything in my childhood? How much of that is just what makes me me? But you, do you see how difficult it is for the person? For yeah, so what is the nature of this chat? Are we talking about how difficult it is to live with someone? No, I think we're talking about how difficult it is to have it and how, as yeah, I said the at the two, beginning, the as I said at the beginning, the important thing, I think, on World mm. Men Mental Health Day is to acknowledge all the yeah. people yeah. that are in the sphere of mental illness, mm. whether that's living with, whether that's just worrying about mm. a friend or a... I mean, I have um, a friend, uh, I'll say a friend, who I'm, I'm very worried about, who I do think is actually in um, a mental health crisis of, of sorts. Mm. I'm very close to them. There's no way I can say that without it being, you know, it's difficult. And I've got a lot of experience of this, and yet it's still difficult. Mm. Because people can get very touchy about this. They can still see it as something, as, as an insult. Mm you know, as a weakness mm. to say that you're struggling with your mental health or, or indeed have a mental illness. It's very, very difficult. I think, I mean, I'm, I think I'm relieved. I mean, I think as a family, we all recognise, and not just the immediate family, but the extended family, we all recognise that it, it isn't a weakness to acknowledge these oh, things. But many people. But, but, but yeah, no, I never like, cease to be amazed by how many oh, people do. I mean, I was, I was really, you know, lots of people have been talking about taking up a new skill, whether it be learning an instrument or basket weaving or whatever it is the skill is. I mean, I'm seriously at a point now where I am so spectacularly bored by my own state of mind and how I am and how I feel in my chest, and how I feel in my head and how, you know, I don't want to take, you know, you know, I don't want to take more pills. I might talk to the doctor yet again about the sense of, it feels like there's more of, you've said this, it feels like there's more of a sort of bipolar-esque element. I mean, let's not beat around the bush. When I was diagnosed, I was diagnosed with depression, with anxiety, and with bipolar episodes. That was a combined diagnostics from my CBT therapist and my doctor. Um, but I want to go back and I want to talk about where I'm at at the moment because of those three sort of contingent elements, the, the, the highs and the lows are more extreme. And what's worrying me is that the lows are more frequent than the highs. I don't even have that trade-off because even the highs in a bipolar episode aren't particularly enjoyable. They're maniacal. Hmm. Um, so, so, so I, I feel, you know, so what am I trying to say? I mean, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying, I suppose I'm just trying to give a very honest portrait of, of how one feels about living with with a mental health condition of, of sorts or, or a variety. And, and of you know, and I can look at that and I can see and I can hear that that's horrendous. 
you know, and awful for you. And I always say to you, it's one of the hardest things to love somebody and know that they're never happy. Mm. It's very, very hard. You know, you say to me often, I'm never happy. When I look happy, I'm pretending to be happy. Mm. And I just sometimes, and it's difficult, isn't it? Because like, like even earlier when you said to me, so you're defining me completely by my anxiety. And I was thinking, no, I'm not. No, I'm I actually just not. because you asked just about that. It was very specific. The, that was all. No, but the thing is, it's like, it's as the partner of somebody, it's almost impossible to get it right. No, but, no, you're right. Because if you if you align any behaviours or any sadness or any difficulties to mental illness, then it's there's an anger to it, which I can understand. It's like, well, don't label me with that. But then if it's not, and I say, God, you're being a miserable git. You go, you don't understand what it's like to have depression. Mm. So it's like sometimes, mm. and I think other people will identify with this. Yeah, that's fair it's like, where the hell do I stand with this? You know I have complete understanding and sympathy and empathy for what mm. you have. But how can I have more sympathy and empathy for me where mm. I stand in it? Because sometimes I feel... You know when you describe, and it always makes me feel really sad that this is how it feels for you, like you've got a sticky black bird caged in your chest, mm. like tar. Sometimes it feels like that for me too. Because I don't, this thing that you have that you don't understand, mm. I live with it, but I live outside of it, looking at it. Mm. And it's very, it's very difficult, even not even necessarily for you or for discussions like this or to put down on paper or to tell a therapist or anything or explain to anyone, to explain to myself, it's impossible and sometimes you can, I feel like I'm just going down a typhoon because I just like, I don't know how to mm. emotionally articulate how this feels for me. And especially when it goes on for longer and longer and longer and it's a long marriage. And obviously this is just part of our marriage. We're talking about mental health. So if anyone goes, oh, wow, well, why is it so, so awful? I'm just talking about this is the, a part of it. Is We also play golf together. Nah. <laughs> It's, 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 yeah, and sometimes, and it's interesting that you said, you've just said that your low times are much more frequent, because I would absolutely say that. I would say that for many weeks now, I feel like you've been lower and lower mm. and lower, and that's why I've been talking a lot to you about, what about medication, what about this, what about that, because I can mm. see it. But in me seeing it and me living with it means I'm seeing it, living with it and feeling it. Mm. And that's really hard. It's not easy. If you just think when you see the girl sad, no, no, how I that leaves you oh, sad. I feel bad. No, I feel... no, no, but you mustn't feel bad because it's not your fault. But, you know, if you take this away from you and I, when you see, say, if you see Maddie really depressed, yeah, no, that's a really good it analogy. literally it aches in your chest. Yeah. That's, what it, that's what it feels like. Mm. No, I hear that. I mean, I think... But it becomes more and more difficult to say it because the eggshells are around it. And I think because... Sometimes it feels fruitless because, you know, we'll have these discussions and, you know, you've had three different antidepressants and I would say <laughs> it's fucking antidepressant because every time, don't you? Both, not only you have the hope that it's going to make you feel better, but I have the hope that it's going to make you feel better too. Mm. And then they don't. And, and 
you know, and it's interesting that we've since learned that actually you have to keep going back to your doctor, don't you? Well, and I am going to go back. I mean, yeah. I, I haven't said it formally, but I am going to go back because I'm not happy with where I'm at. Um, and I think... But that, I, but I just, just to finish on sorry. that point is that it becomes very eggshelly because by the nature of a mental illness and when you feel so flat, I mean... A couple of times in my life, I felt so down, so awful that I can't even turn my face away from the wall and turn and talk to a person when they walk in the door because I feel that flat. Mm. And I know it's, you're powerless. I'm powerless. I feel, so I know that's the way that you feel. And I know that it's not with yeah, but... any intention when, you, when you're like that with me. But what becomes difficult over a long marriage is that one can't talk about it and one mm. can't say it because... Don't label me this or don't label me that. And reading Denise Welsh's book, which I read from cover to cover, and hearing about... It was so interesting for me because as I was reading the whole book, all I kept thinking of was Lincoln, her husband. Because she has these terrible, terrible weeks of darkness and depression, mm. which are horrific for her. And she articulates it so brilliantly. But all the way through on reading the book, I was thinking, and what happens to Lincoln? Because what you have to do as a partner is you have to just stand to one side and just wait. Because that person, it's not that person's fault. It's illness. Like if you suddenly had an epileptic fit or you suddenly had a chronic bout of IBS or if you had, it's an illness. Mm. But it doesn't, ne just because you know that doesn't make it but I mean, the Easy thing, the, to deal with. I think the thing that's going on for the person with the mental health condition or whatever, you're struggling with their mental health or having the crisis or whatever you want to call it. Again, I hate these terms so much. What would you prefer to? I don't know. I, I, literally, I literally don't know. Mental Language doesn't, it, it is, you know, it's both part of me. It's both who I am. It's both not what I am. It's not me all the time. It's me a lot of the time. I don't know. I just don't know what the word is. But, you know, hearing you describe, say, Denise going through sort of two weeks of total darkness and, and it being off, you know, I can't even begin to express the Herculean task sometimes to put my to turn my face, as you've just said, from the wall. And I don't want to just turn my face from the wall because I love you all. I want to turn my face from the wall and I want to do better than that. And it's like starting a car and it's like there being absolutely zero petrol in there. And those are the moments when you could argue, take yourself off somewhere, be on your own, talk to someone else, go to a meeting talk to your doctor, be on antidepressants. Those are the moments where I'm trying everything in my power to be present and to be okay because I want it all to just work well because I am a people pleaser too. And I just can't get it there. And that's the moment where I fall short. People pick up on it. The eggshells or whatever the phraseology is that creeps in, creeps in. You know, none of it is born of malintent. None of it is born of of... But I think we just have to part that we know that. No, 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 I know. But the problem for the person who's going through it is, is that it, you know, I don't, it's easy to think that we or I don't think that it comes across like that. Of course, I see that it comes across like that. Why is he sort of, why is he I even in here? Why is he? you don't want to, because, because you're trying so hard for it not to come across like yes. that. Because you don't want to be that. Yeah. And so, but, but the thing is what you don't understand, and I'm sure there's going to be lots of people listening to this who are the same, would say the same, it comes across. And actually, what would work so much but better unless for me the would, can, say, unless... would be for you to say, I'm actually, my, I'm really struggling today with but my mental health. the nature of a disease is that it tells you you haven't got the disease. I know, but so that's what's so hard. If I, you know, if I give up on trying, 
I'm giving up on me. I'm giving up on being able to achieve it. I'm giving up on being able to actually overwhelm this feeling and be a better person. It actually becomes a battle. It becomes a fucking Faustian fight with the devil to be like, I can prove this thing wrong. I can prove that I can that's, be present. But that's exhausting for you and exhausting for me because I can mm. see that's what you're doing. And mm. that's what worries me most. That's what scares me most because I can see it. I know the impact on your immune system. I know the impact on your mental health. I know to try and hold, I always say to you, don't I? Say, Mark, you're trying to hold back the sea. Mm. And eventually you will crumble and the sea, the waves will take you off. You can't hold back the sea. But then it just feels sometimes like, what do I do? Like I just get a hammer, which is like a pill and you just take the pill and it feels like you're relinquishing sort of agency. It's like I'm saying, well, you know, there is a sense of, of failure. There is a sense of, of, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look, here's the thing, because I know lots of people are going to say, you need, I'm going to see the doctor. I'm going to explore the possibility of some other kind of medication. Um, I need to talk about the feelings I've had and the feelings I'm having, and I need to, you know, deal with it. Um, you know, the addiction and, and, and alcoholism side of my personality is, is inextricably entwined with this. So the desire to fix in some way comes from that. So, you know, it's, you know, the phrase often used is like white knuckling and all that kind of stuff. You know, I, I, I fundamentally am never going to pick up a drink. I know I'm not going to pick up a drink. That's not the problem. But, what I, you know, I am fundamentally um, finding myself in, in, in a darker place a lot of the time. I know. So I do need to reach I do need to talk to an expert. Mm. So there you go. On World Mental Health Day. I've announced that. There you go. That got quite dramatic and quite serious, didn't it? Well, I think that's very important because I think it, 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 on both our parts, you know, I think I think that whether you're listening to this and you are in a, a mental health crisis or having a mental illness or you're not well or whatever, is interesting that not even you know the right way to describe yourself. So but that's because else I, I don't know what the right thing is to say because it's not. But whatever. No, no, no. Feels, I, would, I, I definitely feel like I suffer from depression, and I know that it manifests itself in in huge manic highs, long protracted lows and a constant shrill sense of anxiety. So, you know. And, and out of that sometimes comes real irritability mm. and crossness mm. that you don't see. I know it's because you're hanging on with your fingernails, but just, and this is what I've been thinking a lot about recently, just because I know that doesn't mean that that's okay for me. No. You know, no. so where, where, where do we, where do the partners stand in that? Because... Sometimes this disease is very selfish. It's very fucking selfish. Mm. Sometimes mm. mental health, mental illness is very, very selfish. Not with a nasty, well, pernicious no, look at the sense, of all But it's just, but it's just, mm. it's there and it's mm. eating the person up and the other people, you know, and I mean, I wonder, I wonder how many times somebody with a mental illness or is going through a mental illness episode is even able to think, I wonder how this is impacting on my partner. No, it usually happens after the event. Or yeah, the, but, but, but again, the... it's like there's an event. This well, is what gets me. I know, but let's just accept but, that we assume... don't understand that no. it's peaks and troughs yeah, and yeah. it's waves. But when you're and coming out of a peak, totally you're right. You're right. It's only when you come out of an episode, let's say, use that, 
but you you do think about, of course, you know, one doesn't just blithely wander around thinking, oh God, well, you know, I've got this problem, you know. I, I want to be a meaningful, um, you know, ha happier presence within our family's life. And, um, you know, well, we, I, the, the, op the option to just retreat into a hole isn't an option, though sometimes I wish it was. Well, I'd say what is a bigger, bigger not an option is a full on pretense because I see through it. Mm. I would prefer it if you said, listen, I'm really struggling today. I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. It's not very fair on you. It must be a bit shit for you. That's because what you try and do is because you don't want it to be so, which I completely understand. If I say anything about it, it's like, no, I'm not mm. because you don't want because you're scared of it. You're scared that if you're this thing, then it's going to impact on the people that you love and they're not going to love you anymore. That's kind of it in its simplest terms, mm. isn't it? Mm. So it's like you don't want to acknowledge it yeah. and you don't want to acknowledge that it's difficult or it's painful or it's unpleasant. But it is. Just because you don't acknowledge it doesn't mean it's not unpleasant for you or and for anybody that loves you seeing you going through it. Um, but in more general terms, you know, if you are a, a partner of, from my perspective, it is really important that you also do have somewhere else where you can talk about how you're feeling, whether that's with a friend or with a group or whatever, because you can sometimes, no matter what illness somebody has, somebody's got, somebody's got cancer, mm. you can get swallowed up. You can become mm. anonymous within it's whatever that illness is. It? It's, very, mm. it's very demanding. It's a very hungry thing, an illness. And an illness will take what it needs to take, won't it? Yeah, you're sort of talking like about an equivalent Al-Anon for people who are partnered with people who have more general mental health yeah, conditions. Because, I mean, yeah, because it, impacts on, it yeah. impacts on us just in the same way that, it, that anything does. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's like, say your partner loses, your, loses a job, right, loses their job. Well, is that going to be just that partner that loses, loses that job? If, 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 if your partner is, is in grief, they've lost somebody that they love, somebody's died, is it just going to be... But somehow with mental health, we're supposed to expect that it's just happening to that person. Yeah, yeah, no, no, and I the agree. other person is just having their life. Yeah. You no, know. No, I agree. Um, so... Hmm. So what should I do in an instance where I know that I'm about to sort of make the Herculean task of just kind of like climbing up the mountain to sort of just go, uh, hi... <laughs> Should I just retreat to a room and just stay there? I I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> what I would say for me is, for me, what would work is if you sometimes said to me, this must be really awful for you, actually, instead of denying that it's happening. Yeah, but the denying is me simply wanting no, to I, try and pretend it's... No, it, but that's what I just yeah, said. Yeah, I do no, understand I know, no, no. why you do it, but yeah. actually you make it more difficult for me by doing that okay. because then we're all on our tiptoes running around okay. going, la, 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 everything's fine, anyone mm. for sherry and a, and a, you know, and a slice of almond cake. You know, it's just, it's fake mm. because what happens is everyone's, oh, not everyone, me's going, oh, okay, 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 okay. Well, the last thing I thought we'd do end up doing in a How to Stay Married So Far podcast on World Mental Health Day was me actually arrive at in the in the process of us having this conversation. Because believe it or not, guys, if you're listening, we don't allow ourselves the time to talk like this outside of moments like this. Who does? How many people do? How many? And this is why this serves a purpose for me. This has allowed me to sit and talk about something and recognise. And a number of you guys have said it on some of my other posts. That is the dog snoring, by the way. That's <laughs> uh, not Nadia's tummy. That I need to. I need to seek some kind of medical advice. 
I as well as sometimes being in the grip of this fucking horrible thing, you are also the most wonderful person. You are a trojan woman. I'm not just I'm not saying you're just one thing, you know that. I know. I know. She's a Trojan, this woman. She's a <laughs> Trojan. She's literally can smash doors down and construct them again with her teeth. Mm. Um, so, everybody, I hope that's been useful let's to people. just, yeah, let's just mm. have a moment where we think of those people that are you struggling so up, much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that are struggling so much, whether you're, um, you know, somebody that loves somebody with a mental illness or whether you're somebody that's struggling so badly with a mental illness and maybe unable to ask for help or not getting the help that you need. Um, it's nobody's fucking fault. No. That's That would be my last line. It's nobody's fucking fault. And it's my, just a struggle. Yeah. And my last line would be, I, I can present quite a sort of sometimes wise sort of logical answers coping mechanisms and all that so kind of stuff. Too clever for yourself. Yeah, but I can say it and I can apply it to others. But I, I too need to stop, take stock and look at what I need. And I need something. You do. You can't go on the way no. you are. So. Because you, it's like, I liken it to, you know, your finger's a bit sore, you've had a little cut, it goes a bit red, then right. it goes a bit yellow, then you put plaster on it, then the plaster starts to burst, and then you put, so then you put, so then you put a bandage on it, and mm. then it goes, you know, this doesn't go away, it doesn't mm. get better on its own, and so anyone that is ignoring and not looking after themselves in the way they need to, this is for you as well. Mm. Any partner that is sitting, sitting, knowing this is going on, you have to, it doesn't get better. It won't get better on its own, it can't. It's that word creep again, guys. Creep. Talked about it in the vlog, didn't I? Creep. What's creep? Because I don't know what you're talking about. Creep as in things creep away from you or towards you and they drift and over a long period, it takes a long period of time to realise you've turned an entire corner in the wrong direction. I like the analogy that they use in AA, which is whilst you think you're fine, your illness is in the background doing press-ups. Yeah. It's just through there, just, just doing press-ups. Just through there doing press-ups while you're going, oh, okay, I'm, oh, for some reason no. now, I'm just totally fine. No. Fine, false information, nicely expressed. Fear, false evidence, appearing real. I can, let's do more of them. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, 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 um. <laughs> anyway, okay, guys. so much love and big so hugs to love. everybody today on this very important, as far as I'm concerned, day.